Hey everybody, it's Jaleesa. Andrew. And we have made it to episode four of When Coffee Meets Creamer. <laughs> okay, so I know sometimes when we have these conversations, I want to be honest and open so that people can understand a bit better where I'm coming from or perhaps where a black person is coming from. But I also worry that in doing this, sometimes, you know, other family members or people that we love and care about might think that Perceive it the wrong way. Yeah, perceive it the wrong way. And it's not to censor myself or, you know, walk on eggshells, but at the same time, I don't want to... I guess I come off so harsh that they feel kind of attacked. Yeah. I also don't want it to come off as like it's pre-planned. Yeah. Like we don't talk about it beforehand and then jump on the air or jump on the podcast and <laughs> yeah. be like, well, you know, back in the day, Joey yeah. said this is how things, you know, I don't want it to sound, I don't want it to sound as if It's we, artificial. Yeah. Yeah. We plan it out to, an, to a T where every answer is is pre-answered and every question is pre-formulated and yeah my thing is i i like to think of myself i don't i don't want to offend anybody first of all first and foremost i don't think i will or mm-hmm. do because i think about things before i say them but some of these topics are hard to talk about yeah nothing you know strike that they're not hard to talk about with you yeah i can talk about them with you all day but they can be uncomfortable no, they can't. But I, they, they for can't. For other people, that's yeah. yeah. They can be uncomfortable for people listening. Like we've t- we talked about several things here in the last week that didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's okay with me talking about the race card and the victim mentality and yeah. police brutality and stuff like yeah. that. That didn't make me feel uncomfortable because, like, for the most part, we, we see eye to eye. Sorry, Neela's chewing up a chew toy in the background. If you can hear it. <laughs> But for the most part, it's it's easy to talk to you about things. We have differing differing opinions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, it's easy for me to just kind of ramble on about things like this mm-hmm. because I'm just with you. Right. Like now we have to be really concerned about if we're affecting other people. Yeah. And I don't want to affect anybody negatively. I'm, right. If I want to do anything, I want to do stuff positively. That's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. The whole point of the podcast wasn't to be like, oh, the race card is bad. All black people play the victim mentality and people get shot for no reason because they don't follow the cop's commands. Right. You know, it's it's not about that. Right. It's, a, it, it's, it's also not about me agreeing with everything you say. Right. I mean, we're two completely different people with our own minds. Yeah. But there's a point where a conversation can be had and whether you agree or disagree, you can get a better understanding of where that person is coming from or why they could potentially feel that way. Yeah. I think it's about the this is this was meant to broaden people's horizons. Not just people's, mm-hmm. but also both of ours. Yeah. Like we, we're pretty open minded people. Right. Right. But we only have two experiences in the world right now. Yeah, mine and yours. Right. 
And then there's people who listen to this and give feedback and they're not always going to agree or they might have something to add or something that's completely different that we've never even experienced. And I think that opens us up even more to understanding other points of view. Yeah. And I was talking to my one of my best friends who I call him my brother because he got mad at me last time. I didn't call him my brother. Uh, <laughs> my brother. Um, he called me on the phone after episode three. He goes, hey, man. I just want you to know I didn't like that episode. Yeah. And then we had like a 30, 45 minute conversation about why he didn't like it. And I said, I was like, hey man, I'm not going to give his name out there, but I was like, hey man, you know, I, at the very beginning of this conversation, I, I thought, considered deleting that episode because you didn't like it. I very, very highly value his opinion. Mm-hmm. So I was like, because you didn't like it, I almost deleted this episode. But then I thought, you know what? This is the whole point of the podcast. Exactly. To get people being like, I didn't like this because of this, that, and the other thing. Or I, I did agree with you because of blah, 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 blah. I feel like that's the whole point of this. The point of it is we love your questions. We really do. And your feedback. And all your feedback. Sorry, excuse me. But I think the point of this also was to touch on those topics. Yeah, sure. But also to help. Start a conversation. Yeah. Start a conversation. Like we're, we're not always going to come on here and say today's topic is this yeah you know or religion and culture and this and everything but also i also don't want to come on here and just do negative things yeah when i say negative things i mean what you know racist type topics right or the victim mentality or the race card or some heavy things that not not everyone kind of understands right, right? we i do plan on talking about those things but at the same time there's more to race, culture, and interracial relationships than racist experiences and bigotry. Yeah. And we tried to, like, yeah, the the code switching one was a very light topic. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And we had a good time doing it. But at the same time, I didn't want it to be too, too light where people were just kind of sloughed us off to be like, oh, they're just going to talk about crap now. Yeah, but with you that know? one, I think it also just depends on your understanding of code switching. Because like I said in that episode, everybody code switches, but it can be more pronounced in certain groups. And I also don't want this podcast to strictly be black and white. Exactly. Because things happen every single day that aren't related to black and white people Mm -hmm. there are very negative things that happen to peoples of all cultures not just me or you or or anybody that look like us right well like the a lot of bigotry and prejudice that asians are experiencing right now yeah exactly with all the coronavirus and stuff going on out there stay safe out there wash your hands um turn to preach wash your hands (laughs) Which is why in the future I do plan on, ha- we do, not me because this isn't my solely, my only <laughs> podcast, we do plan on having guests on the show that can talk more about their family dynamics and their, their values and their experiences as people or persons because it doesn't just happen to Julissa or me or, or Julissa and Drew as a, as a couple. Yeah. You know, personally, like I said in the very first episode, I, you know. I haven't experienced things that she has and she's not going to experience things that I have just because we look totally different. But then then again, she's not going to experience things that my half Indian brother is not going to experience. Right. You know, and vice versa. Yeah. Because they don't look alike. So Or even as a black woman, my best friend is also a black woman, but she's also Nigerian. So there's experiences there between the two people who 
looking at us, you would think, oh, okay, lots of similar experiences. And that would be true. But there's a lot of things that she experiences in her life that I'm never going to experience. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's the whole point of this podcast was to let people know, like, yeah, we have, Julissa and I have experienced negative things being together mm-hmm. and seeing the negative side of humanity. But also, we've experienced a lot of very high positive things being together. I've been told that we're the best looking couple at the place. You know, we're the <laughs> yeah. cutest couple here tonight. And right. Like that, that's kind of, it makes you feel good yeah. when it's like, oh, finally people are accepting of interracial couples. But at the same time, we're not the only interracial couple that there is in the world. Exactly. You know, <laughs> there's several other interracial couples. And when I say interracial, I don't mean black and white or white and black. I can mean Asian and Hispanic or, or white and Hispanic or Hispanic and black. It doesn't matter. Or I saw one um, in a group that I'm in, the a couple that's getting married uh, the bride to be is Nigerian, and the groom to be is Vietnamese. See, there you go. It could be cultures of of every single nationality out there. It doesn't have to be just black and white. the The point of this is to tell you that this episode is strictly trying to let you guys in on future things to come. Yeah. Essentially, from now on, like I, I don't, I, I like the idea of planning ahead. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Because we just rambled on last week for yeah. an hour and a half over All everything under the things. sun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what would happen if it, it was like, we basically switched up the whole world. Yeah. And like, we talked about, oh, if this happened to a white person, the whole thing, the whole place would be outraged and like, you know, blah, things right. like that. I want to touch on those things without having to sound planned yeah well and then to understand that we still sometimes have a hard time conceptualizing some of the things that we want to discuss we just array we we tried to record this this current episode we're on twice now (laughs) we we stopped it and we're like this sucks and we erased it and then we tried it again and we said okay let's try this topic and then i said you know this one sucks and we erased it so here, and I told Jaleesa just now, kind of how we're talking right now. Yeah. I don't want it to sound rehearsed. I don't want it to sound like, I literally deleted an episode and just went, this is hard. Yeah. And it's it's not hard in terms of talking about the topics that we're talking about, because I can talk to Jaleesa about anything. I feel comfortable telling her anything in the whole world. It's hard formulating this, not only to make sense to us, but also to put it in a way that people are going to understand and it's not going to be repetitive and yeah. boring and it's going to stay consistent and it's going to be real. Yeah. Well, and then I can speak for myself, obviously, because I am me. <laughs> but my biggest thing was I want to make things or record things and put things out for this project that we have that are authentic, like we said, but not to necessarily mince words. Like we're not always gonna be a favorable opinion. And sometimes something that we say, it might hit a nerve in us, but that's the point where we have to acknowledge and maybe look into ourselves, do a little introspection and figure out if we kind of got that zing because there was some truth to it and maybe we have some work to do. Yeah. 
Because not all, everything is going to be comfortable. It's about it's about opening up one's mind. If you're solely thinking of the world as this is the way the world is, and there's nothing else that can can change my viewpoints of the world, then you need to figure something else out. Because there's plenty of things out there that you can actually change the viewpoints of someone else. Nobody, things are, things is, I don't know, well, that's terrible grammar, but whatever. The point I'm trying to make is nobody likes to change. Yeah. And so like, I, could, I could go up to someone and be like, hey man, you know, black people are very underprivileged. And they can say, well, no, they're not. They're my, you know, we've got affirmative action. We have this. And they're, they're playing the victim we mentality. Had a, we had a black president. Yeah, we had a, you know, black More president. Out of the 44, 45 we've had. I mean, he was half, but he still counts. Right. But, but, uh, then there's that argument. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, and I'll say, yeah, but look at all the other things that are going on in the world. And yeah. I, I do that. I, I have a friend. I'm not going to name his name. But I intentionally just poke his buttons all day <laughs> just because I think it's so funny because he's the person that he doesn't know how to how to switch gears he can't he can't look introspectively there are certain topics that he talks about that I'm like that's wrong um, that's wrong of you to think that way I see your point here but also think about it this way yeah. one of the hot topics that he talked about was Colin Kaepernick and <laughs> <laughs> there was one time he put something up on social media I don't remember exactly what it was but it was how much of a piece of shit Colin Kaepernick is essentially and I just put on his his post you do realize that he gave millions of dollars to underprivileged communities and people this, that, and the other. yeah etc etc he was like well find me a news source and I'll believe it I posted an ESPN article because ESPN is a very reputable source and the conversation ceased. Yeah. So <laughs> I think if you use appropriate sources on people that can't open up their mind, it's kind of hard to negate facts. Well, and then you, I think with something like that, I feel like people have this resistance to change their opinion once they've been so loud about it. So I think that it's hard for people to backtrack and admit that they've changed their mind with new information which is actually what we're all supposed to do i mean that's essentially science oh we once thought this oh we once thought that it was okay to yeah. drink and smoke during pregnancy turns out that indeed is not a good idea let's stop doing that and i think that's the point of this podcast too yeah because in case you're listening to this right now and you're thinking this is a bunch of horse shit like nothing's <laughs> gonna change and blah 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 you're the person that needs to listen to this more than anybody because because of the fact that you you think that there is only one way to do things in the world and you think that there's only one opinion and that's yours and everybody else's opinion is wrong this is why politics don't work yeah kind of going off on a rabbit hole here no lord here goes <laughs> this is why politics don't work essentially because you have one person saying fuck your opinions mine are right and then you have the other side saying no Fuck your opinions, mine are right. And then no one comes to an agreement because both sides think they're right and there's no unwavering, like, okay, let's meet in the middle. This, right. yeah, this is how compromises work. There's been several compromises in history. Right. This is how people solve things, by compromising. And I think that could be very useful in today's society, yeah. compromising just, on we things. we got to remember 
to come together. We're not always going to get everything that we want. And we're not always right. And I, that's hard for people yeah, to admit. That's very, very hard. And I think that's why these conversations are hard or people are reluctant to have them because there's that fear that, especially when it comes to race, yeah. nobody, no decent person ever truly wants to feel like they have played a part in something racist yeah. or prejudiced, whether they are in themselves racist or not. You know, it might, I'm not saying like you're racist, but something that you do perpetuates racism. That's a hard thing to swallow and to deal with. And I feel like that's what really kind of pushes these conversations yeah. away and prevents them from happening. That's a little roadblock that a lot of people feel. Because well, it's, it's cause, fear too. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, think about it. I'm thinking for myself right here. If there's something that happens and it kind of hits me that something said that like, oh man, I do that. And that actually is not helping the situation. I'm actually part of the problem when I do that. Makes you feel bad. Yeah. And nobody mm-hmm. wants to feel bad. But I mean, hell, nobody wants, up, take, nobody wants <laughs> to take responsibility for their actions. When I was a kid, my, da- my dad would always would always say it's always somebody else's fault mm-hmm. and and nowadays i think growing up as a kid i looked at my dad and i was like you know i don't want to be anything like my dad because he's too strict he's too this way that way he's always we gotta <laughs> we gotta do stuff this way and we right gotta now we gotta be yeah we gotta do stuff right now which i agree with now of course we gotta be two hours early to stuff and now as a 30-year-old, I'm like, you know, he was right on pretty much everything that he taught me. He'll, he'll love listening to this, and he'll be like, see, Cindy, my mom. I'm always right. I'm never wrong. So, you know, growing up as a kid, like, you look back, you look at your parentals, and you're like, man, I don't want to do anything that how they're doing. And then when you get older and you see the way the world is, and then you realize, like, oh, my dad was pretty smart, actually. Because <laughs> now I'm like, just like my dad. No matter what I do, <laughs> I'm like 100%. Oh yeah, you're you're your dad's son, all right. That's for sure. I do things right now. There's black and white. Like people are stupid. All, all this stuff. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I I think another problem with this is, like I said, nobody wants to change. People fear change. And uh, and I think it's just too disruptive for their peace of mind if oh you and i'll say it I, i'm sorry for interrupting you Hi, i just mood. i forgot what i was talking about but then i remembered now i'll say it not everything's about racist not not everything is about race yeah just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean you disagree with them because they're black because they're white or because right. they're a different race than you they could just have a differing opinion than you's in yours and you know that doesn't make them wrong like yeah julissa and i differ we just had this conversation yesterday Mm-hmm. The president of the United States talking about him getting tested for uh, coronavirus. And she, we were laying in our bed in, in the morning after we got up. And she was like, this fool's not even going to get tested. And I was like, the quote says he probably will get tested. So, yes, he's going to get tested. You just have to give him a chance. We later talked it out, and I was like, you can't let your disdain for the president uh, guide your decisions to dislike him even more. Which, she obviously, she didn't, she didn't agree with that. Which is okay, and then we we agree to disagree a lot. Yeah, and I think that's normal. That's okay for people to disagree. Okay to agree to disagree. 
especially when the hard conversations come about. Right. Like I have a friend of mine also uh, tell me, we were talking about race stuff, and he said, I'm not racist, bro. I have a few, I have black friends and Hispanic friends. And I said, do you know who says that? <laughs> racist people. And obviously he didn't take that too kindly, but um, we, we talked about it and it was fine. You know, we hashed it out and he, you know, obviously he apologized. He didn't mean to sound like that or come off like that. And we agreed to disagree on certain topics all the time because that's what makes people people. Yeah. If, I, if the world was like me, the world would suck. I'm not going to lie. If the world was like someone else, the world would be terrible just because you, everyone's the same. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of opinions and experiences in the world, like we've said before, but I think that a big issue, like I was saying before you remembered your idea and where you were going with your your story. Um, Happens all the time. That a lot of people don't want to have a particular thought process disrupted. So if you've been preaching, preaching, preaching that racism is dead, like there's no issues, people are just playing the race card and trying to make a mountain out of a molehill than to have a conversation where you actually realize that there are a lot of crappy racist prejudice things that happen to people on the regular basis or at least on the daily weekly basis that's hard to accept because it directly battles with the mindset and the belief that you already have so it's kind of like the confirmation bias. You look for things that agree with what you already believe, and you tend to reject things that disprove it. Yeah, no, that that's that's a fact. So and it's I, you know it's it's really really difficult to think for some people to think, you know, oh well, I have a hard time believing that you know black people or anybody you know specifically a black person or black people in America are struggling because we have black billionaires, we have black people doing this, we had a black president. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but look at the larger population or percentage of these people and how things got to be and why they are the way that they are. Just because somebody is from the hood and have a hard time getting out doesn't mean that they're not trying. There's a lot Doesn't of mean obstacles. they're not a good person. Right. There's lots of obstacles in the way, and it's the same thing for if this person is white or Latino or Asian. There's a lot of obstacles whether that, that might have multiple uh, connotations to it or multiple overtones to it. It might have a socioeconomic, racial, and you know potentially cultural aspect to it that has barriers that keep them down. So the reality is that though we do have success stories for every race and culture, there are still those who struggle. And I mean, that's something that's true across the board. And it's not, I think a big point to make is that when talking about issues, especially like we're talking about when it comes to race, it is not the oppression Olympics. Like we're not trying to say somebody suffers more than someone else. We're just saying, hey, your life may have sucked. This is a way that my life has sucked and I'm just sharing with you. I don't agree with anybody trying to make their situation. It's not a competition. Yeah, 
you know, it's like, oh, well, I've suffered more than you, so I deserve to, I, I win this one. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that shouldn't be someone, something you could, you should compete with someone yeah. with. Like, I get it. Like, people struggle. Every culture has their hardships. And, uh, but it shouldn't be like, like you said, it shouldn't be like a, oh, you know, I win this, I, I win this one. Yeah. It should be, that sucks, man. What can I do to help you? Right. Or what can we do to help you? Or what can we do to help each other? Or and what I, can we do to fix the situation to where nobody has to experience this again? Yeah. I think that's what the point of this is. It's just, we were talking about this before we started it. Not this particular topic, but just conversations and stuff. And I was like, we need to start a podcast because I feel like people need to hear this type of stuff. Yeah. And I do feel like people need to hear it. I do feel like this is stuff that needs to be said. It's not, oh, we wanted to do it to have fun. It's a necessity. You change the way the world is by having conversations with people to change their minds about certain things. You can't just go about your daily life and think, well, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. But someone else across the street from you might not be fine. You know, you, you could be okay, but yeah. your next door neighbor or your friend, yeah. your friend who might be black might not be okay. Something could have happened the next day. You, next door neighbor that's Hispanic or Indian or whatever. Or Something e- could have happened to him or her that they want to talk about. And right. You should be there for that person. Or even if you don't ever have that experience and you're, you have the fortune of not having to worry about that just to take a moment and be sympathetic you know like no i'm never gonna have to sit there and well let's say that drew unless we have a daughter that comes to him it's a pretty probably pretty big percent that he would not have to talk to a young girl about their cycle for the first time Something that he's not going to experience. But <laughs> you can be sympathetic and be like, okay, well, I've seen this and I've seen that. And I have women in my life that I've seen experience these things. So, I mean, if you want to talk about it, cool. Same thing. like I'm here to listen to you. Yeah. So, you know, we Drew and I even talked about that before when it comes to, like, conversations about how to interact with the police. You know, everybody tends to get the... You need to, you know, listen to what they're doing. Be courteous. Don't do anything stupid. You know, yada, yada, yada. But there's also acknowledging that fact that there's going to be some cultures that have a different experience in that conversation. You know, and especially because of things that have happened in the recent past and, you know, probably still going on. Because let's be honest, just because it's not pushed to the forefront of the media doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. But... There's different ways and different extents of conversations that happen when it comes to police interaction. And it could be across cultural lines. I don't know. I can only speak from my experience. Yeah. but Because growing up as a kid, I'll tell you, my dad, he, he was a law enforcement. Or he worked for the government. And he worked for the federal government my whole life. So he was kind of a Billy Badass. Look up Jason Bourne. It's about his life. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anyways, in all seriousness, um, he, he I, don't, I don't recollect him ever talking to me about what to do if the cops stopped me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I just knew 
oh, law enforcement figures respect law enforcement. Not saying that people of other cultures don't. Right. He also said, if you get arrested, you're spending at least a night in jail. And if you did something really bad, then you're kind of SOL. I'm not going to bail you out. Right. It wasn't quite that monotone, but it was pretty much like, hey, you screwed yourself. Right. Sucks to suck, Drew. Figure it out. And maybe I'll come get you out. Chances are I won't. But chances are, I mean, but I, but I could. And I was talking to someone about this. I don't know. I forget who it was the other day uh, about kids and stuff. I was like, hey, my, you know, whenever we have kids, my life is different from yours. Like it's, I'm going to have to talk to my kids about, okay, man, you're going to have to do this, this, and this if a cop stops you. If you have something in your, your, your center console, like just because of the way you look. I'm not saying all police officers are bad. Back to blue, I do. You know, I, obviously I respect all law enforcement. What I'm saying is... There's bad eggs in every single bunch, even of the most highest respected people on the planet. You know, there's always a bad group of people somewhere or a bad person. Not every person in law enforcement or the civil service jobs in firefighting it too is going to be a good person. There's always people that fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. 90, 99% of them are good, are good people. I'll say that. But that 1% of them, you do, you do have that 1%. But you don't, and the thing is, you don't know who that is. Yeah, I think that's the scary part about a lot of it and why some of these conversations are had because at the end of the day, you don't know what you get. I can say that I don't recall ever really having any bad experiences personally with law enforcement, but you never know who you get on yeah. a day, you know? I did hear stories from your best friend who said her previous boyfriend not to be named if he ever got stopped by the cops he would let show his hands out the window just to let them know that he's yeah and to me that's it shouldn't matter like if he tells you to grab your license you just get your license it shouldn't matter if you're black or white or whatever yeah but the fact that he put his hands out the window oh i'd do that to let him know that i'm white okay they're still gonna arrest you if you're breaking the law (laughs) they're you know it doesn't matter. Yeah. But anyways, like like I was saying, if if I have a child that comes out looking less white than me and more black, which is obviously fine, I would have to tell them like you have to do everything correctly. You have to follow their directions. If you have something in the center console that you cannot reach because your hands are on the steering wheel, you have to ask the officer if you want to grab this for me. Please feel free to grab it. If not, it's in my center console. And because because of the fact that you don't know. Yeah. And I think that these people, I shouldn't say these people, I feel like that some people feel like all officers are bad. Right. That's why they're raised to run away from the cops. Or that's why they're raised to disrespect police or disrespect authority in general. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's right because... The people that raised them probably have had really negative experiences with police. Right. But that doesn't mean that their children are going to have the same negative experiences with when it comes to figures of authority. Right. So I think that everyone needs to kind of evolve in that matter. Well, and to understand that when people have that extra, um, like more in-depth conversation about how to interact with police, it's not saying that all of the cops are bad, but we know what situation we're living in. And we know that there may, may be a heightened sense of nervousness 
in those interactions with not only you with the police, but also the officer, because they also don't know who they're walking up to. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, take these extra measures so y'all both come home. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to be perceived as a threat. And I also don't want you to put them on high alert because you're acting weird. Yeah. You think these guys do a very dangerous job. Oh, yeah. You know, and so like every traffic stop that they do could potentially be the last thing that they do for that day. Yeah. So it's, I think it's fair for them to be on alert because right. that's their job. Right. And I don't think some people think like that. I think, oh, the, you know, the, the cops need to let us do our thing and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you don't know. They, they, they don't know what kind of a person you are. Like, you could roll up on someone who's going to try to shoot you just because, oh, he stopped me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to shoot this guy in the face. Or you could roll up someone who's like, hey, officer, sorry, for, I know I'm speeding, my fault. You know, mm-hmm. like the motorcyclist. There's a YouTube video. He's a black motorcyclist. He gets stopped by the police. He, he, he's a lawful uh, CHL carrier. The officer pulls him up, a white officer. The guy puts his hands on his motorcycle bike and says, you know, puts his hands up. Hey, officer, how's it going? Sorry, I know I was speeding. The officer says, okay, do you have any weapons on you? Yes, sir, I do. It's in <clears throat> my back compartment. And if you want to grab it for me, feel free to grab it for me. Grab it off me. Uh, people started honking their horns. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to grab it off me, feel free to grab it off me. The officer says, okay, just for my safety, I'm just going to take it out of your mm-hmm. uh, your compartment. I'll give it back to you at the end of this. The, the uh, motorcycle says, okay, no problem. They do a search. They have a conversation or whatever. The officer says, hey, thanks for being so compliant. Hands him his gun back, and the motorcyclist takes on his way. So I feel like that was perfect. That was a perfect interaction. Now, I'm not a cop, so and I don't do their job. Right, and I have no intention of doing their job because everybody's not meant to do that job. Yeah. But I feel like that I've had one, a couple of my best friends are police officers. And uh, I feel like if everyone was like that, then it would be awesome. But then again, no, not everybody is like that. Oh, yeah. And then again, even if they were, there are some, there are bad eggs out there. Oh, yeah. But again, I'll reiterate this. You cannot lump the general population into a negative perspective just based off of a few bad eggs. Yeah. Like, you can understand, I think this is a big thing that I've come across in the past few days. You can understand where someone comes from in their dislike or avoidance of a particular group of people from their experience or experiences. But you can also disagree with how they lump everybody into that. Like, if somebody is... Just like you can't lump every person that lives in the hood or the projects as a quote-unquote thug. Right. Because not every person that lives in the hood is a thug. There's right. a lot of good people that live out there. They just were dealt a bad hand. Right. And they just haven't figured well, out a way out. Well, and then you also have to acknowledge that sometimes desperation will Force kind people of to do negative incur- things. convince people or encourage people to entice that's the word i'm looking for entice people to do things that are not the greatest ideas or the best situation but if at the end of the day that's what puts food on the table quicker and more effectively than the job that you're still trying to find three months later that's what they're gonna do you know i mean it doesn't make it right but at the same time you have to realize 
that there's a lot of things that go into sometimes that there's a lot of things that go into people making bad decisions. I, I agree, but uh, but then I also agree with you saying it doesn't make it right. It doesn't. Oh, of course not. But I feel like people's circumstances can have an effect on how how what they do. It's one of those things where like how you hear stories of officers using their you know own personal judgment, like okay, I caught this kid shoplifting in the store or at the gas station store. And when you look at what they stole, it's bread, lunch meat, you know, things like that. And they're like, let me buy these groceries for you. Yeah. And those stories need to be more prevalent. Yeah. I think those stories happen every single day, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Because there are civil servants out there doing, going above and beyond. When I say civil servants, I don't just mean cops uh, or firefighters, uh, teachers too. Oh my gosh, a lot are, of teachers are saints. <laughs> there are, they're going above and beyond for the people that they serve. Um, every diabetic patient that I come across, I've made them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, and I, I mean, not only do they need that, I just think it's good for them to have. Like sometimes these people are not going to be compliant with the things that you tell them to be compliant with. Right. So you have to, you have any juice, I'm going to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Boom. Okay. Same thing with the police helping these people carry in their groceries or playing catch with the kid outside in his yard. Or the fire department helping an elderly person that's, you know, had a little medical emergency and they cut the yard and everything. Yeah, exactly. It's just being decent human beings. Remember that we're a community. We are a, there is one community of the human race. Yeah. There isn't these, yeah, the world gets a little clicky. Oh, yeah. But... At the same time, you cut someone, they're going to bleed. It doesn't matter what color they are. They're going to bleed red. Unless they're aliens. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is yet to be ter- determined. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. Oh, one day. They've probably passed us up a number of times. Let's be, be honest. Earth is a hot mess. There's no way that this is the... Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think everyone... The, I think these people out there that they failed to realize that. Like, hey, you know, if you cut this person, they're still going to bleed the same color as you. Yeah. Well, because I hate to say it because I don't want to truly believe this all the time, but a large, I'm not, I don't want to say too large, but a big percentage of us or a big part of us is inherently selfish. That's 100% true. That's why the way the world is right now. That's how the world got to be how it is, people being selfish. Look at what's going on right now. Yeah. People are... I need 15 fucking packs of toilet paper because I'm going to run out. Bro, There, it's a 24-pack. Yeah. Like, just take two and move on. Well, and then you have situations where, like, I think it was a video we saw today of a man basically cussing out a reporter who fortunately wasn't on the air. And saying that she is, and she and the media are the reason for all the mass hysteria. And I think the cameraman, because I didn't see all of the video. The from, cameraman basically said, hey, you know. It's like 6.30 in the you're morning. You're here at 6 o'clock And you're in the here. So. He was like, well, I'm just reacting to other people reacting. Yeah. It, it's it's always everybody else's fault. Look, the media like my dad said. is reporting that... Like, what's happening? Because if there was a whole bunch of deaths and they didn't say anything about it, then they would be criticized that way. And then if, you know, now we're being criticized and 
criticized for overreacting and saying all the death tolls. Well, now you're just creating a panic. They said, wash your hands, stay inside, like don't quit touch being your face. around people. And y'all went and prepared for doomsday. Like that's what y'all did. They didn't tell y'all to do that. But anyway, off that soapbox rabbit hole, whatever just happened right there. Just be open. Understand that sometimes you're going to have some zings that you feel when you hear a conversation or have a conversation because sometimes you're going to be a part of the problem. That's been me. I mean, I haven't always had this mindset that I have now. I've grown and developed over the years and I've experienced other people and other cultures and have learned, oh, that's actually probably not... Like what I'm doing right now is not actually helpful. That's and it sucks. It sucks to feel that way. But instead of soaking in that discomfort, let that be something that motivates you to do better so you don't feel that way the next time. And then you can help somebody else and help the next person. They can help the next person. But just because you don't want to feel uncomfortable or have your little bubble burst doesn't mean that you should just avoid having these conversations and that just because the conversation isn't always going to be agreeable, that it doesn't need to be had. That's part of being a person. Is life. Figuring out what you do that's not right and changing it. Yeah. And I think think that these conversations are going to make a lot of people feel uncomfortable, like you said, especially if you're sitting there and you're saying this this and this and they're like i don't think that way i think that that and that it's okay to voice your opinions like i said like we talked about earlier in the episodes it's okay to voice your opinions without sounding ignorant there's a way to do it though like you can disagree with people you can't like go around being a racist Mm because that's wrong i mean you could have the opinion that all black people are below you and beneath you and you're a superior race that's not a right opinion, okay? <laughs> but you could have the opinion that Donald Trump's the best the best president there is in the United States. I, I, obviously, there's going to be several people that disagree with you. But nobody ever likes any president, like yeah, a hundred percent. So I'm just saying you could no, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have an opinion of, and of that's that. a tough conversation to have right there. I will yeah. say, or you could have an opinion that your religion is the best religion, and oh god, cool. <laughs> but not everyone's going to agree with you. Yeah. You can have an opinion that God exists, and not everyone's going to agree with you. You can have an opinion that the earth is flat. And not, not, well, not and everyone. And science will not agree with you, yeah. but <laughs> that's your opinion. But you know what? Have the conversation. Try put it to, out there. Yeah. You know, put your feelers out there. And, like, if you're uncomfortable talking about these things, that's fine. Because I think that it's necessary to feel some sort of uncomfort. Like, I was talking to... One of my best friends. You have a lot of best friends. I know, but I've only <laughs> talked about three. I've been saying this term repetitively, so I don't put their yeah. I- identifications no, out I'm just there. No, you saying that's awesome. Unwillingly. <laughs> um, and I wanted him to come on the show and talk about the police brutality subject. And he said, no, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. That's and fine. I was like, that's fine. You know, I get that. I understand that. And then I proceeded to tell him, but I do think you have some insider input and you like you have this, that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. And this is why I need you on the show. And uh, I think that needed to be said 
and we we talked about it more. He's still not going to come on the show, which is totally <laughs> fine. Again, I'm yeah. not like what the hell, but it's stuff like this. I'm like you need friends that can tell you, I don't feel comfortable doing that, and you yeah. need people that will tell you that's cool. However, this mm-hmm. is why it needs to be happening. Well, and then even so, even if he doesn't participate in the project, that doesn't mean that that's not a person to have a conversation with. That might be more of a comfortable thing to be like, I'd rather have a one-on-one conversation. Yeah, for sure. And there's lots of insight, so it's not lost. And he did say he he didn't want to talk about it on the air. I call this the air, on the podcast. So it's just totally cool. You know, I think it... These conversations are very hard to have in general, let alone putting them out on social media and stuff like that for people to listen to your opinions and yeah. be like, you know what? I don't like this guy's opinion. Well, because publicizing things draws or opens you up for criticism and not everybody is prepared for that. And even if you think you are, a lot of times you're not prepared for what some people will say. Not everybody likes criticism either. Yeah. And like, yeah, the, the thing is, you're not going to make everybody like you. Like, you, you, no one is going to be happy with you at all times. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I could say all these great, grand, wonderful things on this podcast about, and I could agree with Julissa and whatever she says. First of all, that would make me a sympathizer, and that's not how I am as a person. Yeah. I do have disagreements. Second of all, how, what good would that do, myself or anybody? And then third of all, what if someone hops on the comments and starts bashing me because, oh, you, you're just doing this to, I don't know, to get more publicity on a certain subject matter, the black and white thing. That doesn't, okay, that's mm-hmm. wrong. That doesn't make me feel better about myself. <laughs> and if I do disagree with her, someone could, someone else could hop on there and be like, you're a piece of shit for disagreeing with her, <laughs> she's right. Or maybe not that extreme and just present another... Well, it's social people. media. No one says... No one's real on social media. That's why they have the keyboard in front of them. No one's going to say that to my face, except for like friends of mine. Yeah. You're not going to get a random person that comes right up to you, hey man, you're a piece of shit. Like if you were stuck in an elevator with someone <laughs> and they commented on your Facebook video about, hey, how much of a piece of shit you were, you saw that same person in an elevator. There's no way that they would tell you that to your face in an elevator. It depends on who you get. No way. Yeah. There's keyboard warriors out there. Like There are, and then there's people who about their life. Chances are, if I don't like you, I've told people I don't like them to their face. Like, well, yeah. Case in point. But, but then I'm not going to call them a piece of shit to their face. I'll just say, hey, I don't like the way you do things. Or, it again, relating it back to tact. Yes. So. But I think another thing to acknowledge and accept is that I know that we've said there's a way to say something without sounding ignorant. Sometimes you're just going to sound ignorant because you don't always know how to approach a topic and that's where that's where the tact comes in well and then (laughs) the understanding and being open to having a conversation that's uh, on a topic that somebody might not be well versed in because that's the whole point of having these conversations is to be gentle like hey so so going forward i would suggest this is how you kind of approach this topic or you know yeah begin this topic but you're not all I mean I know there's times where I ask something and I can just feel like I'm like ah, this is not coming out the way that I wanted it to but I was fortunate to have somebody who was open and understanding 
and didn't immediately write me off because they took offense on me not knowing how to start that conversation, you know? Yeah, most definitely. I definitely feel like if you don't know how to approach a topic, you can still ask, but yeah. it's, you're going to feel bad yeah. asking about it because you don't know how to ask. I've asked Julissa several things like, I don't know how to ask you this without sounding bad, but I'm sorry if I sound bad, but here's my question. Yeah. And then she'll answer the question and say, okay, next time ask like this. Yeah. Or if you have another question, maybe rephrase it this way. Right. You know? So some, if you're truly coming from a place of, I just don't know, mm-hmm. rather than a place of, uh, I don't really care to know. I'm just going right. to ask you this because I've right. seen it so much. And there are people like that in the world that just, yeah. they want to say that everybody's too sensitive or emotional. Snowflakes. But they don't want to take the time to be a decent person and word something the right way. Yeah. I feel like those people that call everyone snowflakes are just making excuses to be a piece of, be a dick. Yeah. I had to rephrase that for a second. <laughs> Apparently I was using that too often. Oh, but uh i think uh this is what the podcast is gonna be like from now on just like this well we're gonna touch on a lot of things yeah it's not gonna be structured it's not gonna be a q a now if you have questions again feel free to ask us the questions and we'll, we'll start talking about things and i'll bring them up or Jalisa will bring them up yeah if you want text me email us one coffee meets creamer at gmail.com or Ask us on our Facebook page. Yeah. Leave comments. Leave comments. Actually, you know what? Once we post this video, if you are got this far, thank you for the support. But second of all, comment on the link. Comment on the comment section. Start a conversation. Take the initiative. Yeah, and you'll never know. I mean, if we get a whole bunch of stories, that's another way to connect. Somebody might have a story about something that's similar to what we discussed and... You go from there and you find out, oh, I had a situation like this too. Oh, what? And they're completely, you know, opposite ends of the world, whatever. But there's something that connects us all. If you agree or disagree with this, put why you disagree with me in the comments. Tag me. Tag Jaleesa. Okay, cool. You're starting the conversation. This is what, this is the goal of the podcast. And you could teach us something too. I mean, there's no end to learning. You never stop learning. Exactly. So, also... We're working on a YouTube channel. Yep. We heard a lot of you guys saying that y'all wanted to put faces to the voices and we Facial are... expressions and <laughs> emotions and everything else. And there nature. are plenty of facial expressions to go around. Yeah, especially from Jaleesa's end. <laughs> um, so that's coming soon. We recorded a video yesterday. Yeah. Just kind of an introduction video. If you want to go check it out on YouTube, please feel free to go do that. Otherwise, subscribe, like, and share, and we'll see you guys in a few weeks. See ya.